Welcome to another edition of The Bone of Advertising. I'm Craig McLeod, and that makes you two, actually, it's just a trio. There's someone missing. Yeah. No, JD. No, JD. JD's trying to run up. <laughs> Last week he was already um, in the car, and this week he's completely disappeared. <laughs> Last week in the car was hilarious. I wonder what was going on there, like in stealth mode, in a car park, in a car. Like, what do you mean? It was quite questionable. I thought it was extraordinary work from him. But, no, he's uh, enjoying life up on the Gold Coast. I'm sure at the moment he's going down some slip and slide at uh, Movie World or something. I'm sure he'd be I feel like he'd be a wet and wild kind of guy. <laughs> wet and wild. Can you imagine on whatever it is, the, you know, the whirly thing, just like, woo. Bless you. Great time. It anyway. Today, mm. you two going to introduce yourselves, or are you just going to leave it as everyone knows who you are by now? I feel like everyone knows who we are. Of course they do. <laughs> okay, the ad we're going to talk about today, or what we're going to talk about today, is the tough sell. Often yes. we find ourselves in a position where we're briefed with campaigns, and we look at them and go, "Okay, that might be uh, mm. pushing shit uphill," but. I reckon there's an absolute ripping one that's out at the moment that really fits this mould because I think they've absolutely been punished over the last, I don't know, two years with COVID. It's really caused them a whole shitload of problems. And I'm not sure about you guys, but I've certainly lost a parcel. Anyone else lost a parcel? I have, but not through Australia Post. Okay. I haven't lost one, but I've had them heavily delayed. Yeah, right. Okay, well, let's take a look at what they've come up with somewhat recently. I think it's about a month out now, this campaign, and it's running mm-hmm. on free-to-air. So let's take a look. This is Hunter Boynton. He goes through drumsticks real quick, so he's ordered more. They're one of around 2.5 billion things Australia Post delivers every year. Yep, Aussies are sending like never before. So we're sorting like never before. You're shopping like never before. So we're shipping like never before. Taking Aussie businesses from the garage to the globe. You're ordering, gifting, buying and shifting more stuff than ever before. So we've got new ways to deliver it. Like Terry's new ride. It's electric and it's silent. Australia Post has proudly invested a billion dollars to deliver for you like never before. And get Hunter his drumsticks. Quick sticks. Oh, wow. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so for me, interesting take on what they've done. We've spent bucket loads of cash on making ourselves better. So are we saying that we were previously really shit? Or are we saying that, you know what, you're sending so much more right now that uh, we have to invest a whole lot more in our infrastructure and our people and everything else to ensure that, you know, old mate gets his drumsticks on time? What did you guys think? I think they're saying both. I think the whole surge in packages and online shopping from COVID really made them realise where they're um, where there were areas for improvement and obviously they had staffing issues and all of that and it was a, a fiasco and no one was getting their parcels and we're all hating on Australia Post, although we kind of realised how dependent we were on them at the same time. So I feel like they're recognising how shit they were and they're saying we've, re- we've invested all of this money to make ourselves better. Um, and I really liked the ad. I thought it had like a, a youthful vibe. It felt upbeat. It felt kind of 
comical in a way as well. Um, and I often see our little posty whizzing around on his his little like granny mobile. Um, love and, and it's love. Violent. Yeah, well, you, but you can still hear them. I don't it's know like how that Tesla. works. It's like the Tesla posty bike. It's stealthy. They're, they're like full stealth now. Um, I really liked it. I feel like Australia Post in the past have done their messaging's all about like being connected and, you know, connecting with your loved ones and sending letters. And this is more like practical, honest, I guess. Yeah, it's kind of like you guys buying stuff and you want it quick. So we've invested this money in it. We've got this new technology um, you know, we've we've updated our warehousing and we've we've scaled up to be able to meet the demand. And yeah, I think it, it left a nice taste in my mouth. Okay. I um I think delivering like never before is well, it feels like very optimistic to me. I think, I think a more realistic, a more realistic, even more realistic would have been we're shit and we're we're gonna try and be a little bit better. But obviously, um, I think there were really good things about the ad as well. Like from a brand perspective, they were able to fit so much into a 45-second ad and they were able to address lots of different audiences, being the consumer side but also small businesses in a really short um, piece. And I also feel like the scripting of this ad was bang on, whoever the copywriter was on this. Um, It was almost like... I love when an ad starts with an opening and then at the end it sort of comes full circle like that. It's like a comedian who tells a really good, full, well-rounded joke and at the end of the show you're like, oh, it all makes sense. It's, it sort of has that sort of feeling to it. So kudos to who wrote the script um, and I think the agency who pulled it together probably, yeah, had a bit of a challenge on their hands because how do you be honest but optimistic at the same time, delivering like never before probably does hit that mark I guess. I wonder what the punters thought of it and only time will tell I guess if we look at any sort of info that comes back on that one but I wonder whether they're all a little bit jaded and a bit pissed off because over COVID they were desperate to continue to buy and they shopped like never before and of course they had absolutely no time for the fact that the workers at Australia Post also were experiencing COVID so therefore had you know, uh, absolutely obliterated their workforce and their ability to deliver on time. But ultimately, I think uh, it was an extraordinary effort to get a stack of stuff in, but also to show people really what it takes to do what they do. Like there's an enormous amount of logistics involved in getting something from some procurement factory or from someone's garage and getting it to us in a timely manner. And I think it really illustrated to me how powerful the post service is, the postal service really is, and its ability to do stuff that's beyond courier companies almost. I mean, they move so much stuff so quickly throughout Australia it's extraordinary. And I'm with you, Gabs. I think the storytelling part of it was extraordinary. I was surprised it was a 45. I thought it, they would have either gone a 30 or a 60 if they wanted to go sort of, you know, your full epic sort of half film sort of style. But a 45 is interesting, kind of banged off, you know, in the middle between a 30 and a 50 and a, a 60, which it's probably the most unusual 
uh, of timestamps that they can do. But ultimately, I say take hat off to Australia Post. That was uh, a great effort at saying, you know what, was tough for us for a couple of years, but here's what we've done and here's how you're going to get your shit better. I also like the little homage or to, um, you know, jobs out of your factory. I don't know if you guys picked up on that like right at the end. I'm not sure whether that was supposed to be like a, a little um, nod of the hat to, uh, to technology businesses starting out of a garage, a.k.a you know steve jobs and um back in the day with apple but ultimately yeah i thought it was pretty interesting pretty interesting and pretty good tough sell but i'm buying you're buying because we have no option really (laughs) exactly (laughs) i feel like covid was almost a blessing in disguise for odds post because kind of previous to that they were this archaic you know like who the hell uses odds post and like you know everything gets delivered via courier and stuff now but now i don't know i have like a a love love relationship with them like really? i feel like their service yeah i feel like yeah, their right. service is is really good now and we can't forget as well that the hold-ups initially with the covid stuff wasn't just on australia post it was also on the people who were buying from they had stocking issues so they weren't dispatching quick enough but you know everyone was kind of blaming poor oz post for for not getting their products so i think they've really redeemed themselves Hmm. All about you, Oz Post. I really oh, like Oz Post. That's what we say. Tip of the hat. Well, let's quickly segue into a lovely little what the fuck. What the fuck. Um, now, this one's a little different. It's probably not your usual um, social media sort of, you know, blow up or stuff that's been going on topically around the place. I mean, we could chat about the floods for the fourth time that's happening at the moment in uh, New South Wales. Oh, no. which, gosh. I mean, I don't know. There, there's got to be something done differently there. But that's a topic for another day because we're going to talk about zero G banger from Great Northern. So I wonder if one of you guys want to sort of talk us through what they're trying to do here and and really it sort of plays into some stuff that goes against what the tech companies or what the, um, you know, the big sort of Telstra, Optus and Vodafone are really doing. So that's it from you guys. What do you think? Um, yeah, so Great Northern have launched what they're calling the Zero G Network um, Program Petition, in a sense, and the whole idea behind the campaign is to get um, people to sign a petition to preserve certain uh areas or certain um, landmarks within Australia from having 5G uh, reception in those areas uh, to ensure that people are actually out there enjoying nature instead of being on their phones the whole time. Um, interesting. Let's take a quick look at it and see what you, uh, see what you think. The average Australian spends more than five hours a day on their phone. And while our phones are pretty handy, it's important to put them down every now and again, especially when you're in beautiful, untouched places like this. And this, where you can be free of emails and constant notifications and where you can truly switch off. But as 5G rapidly spreads from coast to coast, 
Pretty soon, every nook of this country will be online. That's why Great Northern is launching the Zero-G Network. Tech-free sanctuaries in the great outdoors. Our mission is to preserve a selection of these Zero-G locations so that future generations can experience the benefits of being outdoors and offline. Sign the petition and explore the Zero-G Network today. Caro, what do you reckon? Ah, I don't know. Am I going to sit on the fence? I'm not sure. I like the sentiment of what they're doing and I, I agree with trying to preserve these areas of no reception. I think, I think that's really important and it's a valid message that they're trying to get across of we should be able to disconnect when we want to disconnect and there should be areas where we can do this. So I'm with them on that. The only thing that doesn't really sit with me is the brand being tied to this idea. So an alcohol company being tied to the idea of being able to go somewhere and have no reception, that feels a bit strange of like, are you supposed to take a six pack with you and go and get pissed somewhere and then not be able to get onto anyone? Like, how does that, how does that play out? I'm not quite sure. Um, so that the, what the fuck for me would be, how does that tie together? Like what was their reasoning as to why a beverage company or an alcohol company wants to, wants to preserve, you know, these areas of no reception. But I think in essence, what they're doing, you know, I can really stand with them for that because I think that is really important. I just don't know if it's, if it's the right mix. Between I think it comes back to their brand story and, and, again, I'm not, you know, right across it, but ultimately I, I believe their brand story is all about enjoying a beverage responsibly in these amazing places. So, you know, Great Northern being obviously, you know, talking about the, the northern part of, of Australia as well, but I think then sort of extending their brand story and how they kind of position themselves as the beer of choice, I guess, for people that are enjoying mm. nature and out and about, you know, often their TBCs are all about people sort of fishing or on a beach or full driving. So I think it's an extension of that. But I think you make a great point to draw the comparison with an alcohol company being the one that really is about sort of preserving these spots, you know, would it would not have been more appropriate to be from, you know, Tourism Australia or would it have not been yeah. appropriate to be, I don't know, from the Great Barrier Reef, um, I don't know, organisational fund or whatever it is, you know, someone that sort of tourism Queensland that's sort of doing that. And, again, not that it's just about Queensland. I mean, it's all about all of those, you know, unique locations and I think some of them are, you know, kind of Kakadu and some of them far north Queensland and yeah. over in WA as well. But ultimately I thought what, what they're sort of doing is really interesting and the point that sort of triggered for me was five hours a day on our phone. I mean, that's an extraordinary yeah. number. Um, At a minimum as well. Five hours. I mean, I don't reckon I do five hours on my phone, but I guess that's probably more so because we, you know, we're on, we're in an office and, you know, we're on calls and stuff as well. But to think five hours is extraordinary. And that, that's an average. Yeah. You know, mm. We do need to put phones down. So the idea and the sentiment behind it is an absolute ripper. But, wow, blew my doors off five hours. Fuck. I love the idea and the sentiment and I understand the brand story alignment um but I also feel 
like it's superficial and it's a bit gimmicky and you can sort of see I don't know when you go on the landing page there's the whole sign the petition page but then right next to that there's a promotions page and it's all about their products and buying beer and and um you know if you sign the petition I'd love to know where your data goes does Great Northern get it to remarket to you I'm so sorry. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's our whole for today. I think it's a fail for me. I, I'm putting it down to being a fail. Good intentions, but I just, I think it's a bit too far of a, a stretch. For me, again, creatively, beautifully shot, and uh, I don't know whether were, that was stock footage, but even the way it was animated with all of those sort of icons coming in, I thought exceptionally well done, beautiful to look at, and mm. the sentiment and story behind it and the locations they've chosen were just stunning, absolutely ripping, like beautiful cinematography. Loved it. Mm. So we're coming to um, harmonics, and... The guy who's supposed to be doing harmonics is on holiday. So I thought I'd throw to you guys to see whether we can all come up with one cue from a brand. And it's obviously got to be a verbal cue and it's going to be off the top of your head. I want you to say something relative to a brand and we've got to guess it. So we're going to do one each. So you're going to have to come up with two. So on the fly, you're really going to have to do, you know, something. But I'm going to start us off with... A brand that uh, is no longer around, unfortunately, in Australia, and um, it has a lion as its logo. ING? Still around? Mm-hmm. It's a lion, it's logo, and it's not a around. lion as its logo, and it lion manufacturing maker. plants in Port Melbourne, in Adelaide. Oh, Holden. Holden cars, meat pies and kangaroos. Yes, nice. Good job. Okay, Uh, number one, tick box for me. Okay. Uh, I'm ready. Okay, go, guys. Cursive writing. What? Cadbury. No. What did you say? What? Cursive writing? Cursive writing. Um, No, but interesting. I thought it would have been something tied to it. Um, red and white. Coca-Cola. Yes. You got it. Can you see it over there, actually? Okay, Gabaloot, let's hear from you. Um, where the bloody hell are you? Oh, Australia. Tourism Australia. There you go. <laughs> yep. Okay, mine's going to be one that I reckon you guys are going to struggle with. Okay. Not a pear. Apple. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Is it right? That was fan fucking fantastic. Okay. Oh, um, four rings. Audi. Olympics. Yes. Gavalicious. I know there's five rings in the Olympics, isn't there? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Gabs. <sighs> Uh, Lishi, did you have one? I can go yeah. again. Um, oh, you got one? I'd like to look around your room and come up I know. with a like, like, fucking shitty stapler brand or something. Uh, oh, I've got a stapler here. <laughs> Tonight I'll be eating. Uber Eats. Uber Eats. Did somebody say? 
Man, you log it. Yeah. <laughs> What's DoorDash is one? Oh, don't don't order from us because we take ages. <laughs> and Deliveroo, we just love you because you're amazing. Deliveroo. Um, okay, well, guess what? I think we'll wrap it there. That's another edition of the Bones of Advertising. Thanks for joining us. Don't go changing. We'll see you all next week. We might be back to a quad next week. We might. Then okay. again, we might be- JD with the tan. <laughs> <laughs> With a tan. I love it. See you all next week. Bye. Bye.